Iowa's game against Northwestern tonight has been postponed due to the Wildcats' COVID issues. No rescheduled date has been announced as yet. In the women's game, the 10th-ranked Hawkeyes visit Michigan State tonight, looking to get to 7-1 and in the Big Ten. Number 18, Iowa State, is home for Oklahoma State. Rafael Nadal's out of the Australian Open. The top seed and defending champ was hampered by a hip injury in his second-round loss to American Mackenzie McDonald. I'm Doug Thompson. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studio, with amazing slow-smoked wings and world-famous Baby back ribs. This is Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Hour number two. Welcome back, Miller and Condon. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Bottom of the hour, we'll head to the Windy City, catch up with David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsors Cappy's weekly segment with us every Wednesday uh, at 1230. That's coming up here in about 25 minutes right now. He's the longest tenured gentleman on the Hawkeye beat, mm-hmm. or any beat in this. I mean, there's better, Steve Patterson, you've got to be uh, doing this longer than anybody. I know Petey's been with the register since the late 70s. Uh, I guess it would be you and him. Am I missing anybody else? Oh, yeah, there's fewer of us by the year. It seems like <laughs> I started when I was eight. Yeah, I figured as much. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, good to catch up with you. And uh, when, of course, when the 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 40th anniversary of Carver Hawkeye um, happened uh, recently, we were trying to figure back what media members would have been there that night and are still working. And you were the one. It was all you, Steve Batterson. What do you remember about that night? You know what? It, it was uh, the first thing I remember. It, it, it was the second time that Carver was supposed to open. Um, you know, they, they were supposed to move in there at the start of that season, uh, but it wasn't ready yet. And so mm-hmm. they continued to play some non-conference games at the Fieldhouse. So they actually had two final games at the Iowa Fieldhouse before they got to that opening night at Carver and you know what you know what a special night because you were going from a place that had uh, that was known for the for the pillars that uh, kind of uh, created some obstructed views yeah. uh, for anybody sitting anywhere above the the lower level um to uh you know to an arena where uh, you know there there there's there're no pillars there uh, you you've got a view some some of it's uh, you know you can there are nosebleed seats at, at Carver but uh um, you know, it certainly provided a different atmosphere and a different, uh, um, you know, a different place for Iowa to to, to compete. And, and you know, it's been a good home over the years. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's forty years ago, but uh, uh, you know, it's held up fairly well. Uh, real quick, so when you when you walk into it forty years, did, did it at the time feel like wow, this is really state of the art? It, it did in a lot of ways because there were still a lot of the old places still in use. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, uh, you know, Jenison Fieldhouse was was still where Michigan State played. Wisconsin mm. still played at the Wisconsin Fieldhouse. Um, you know, so it, it certainly was. It was new. It was shiny. Um, you know, it was the house that Luke built. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you know, he, he, despite the fact that uh, you know he he was gone fairly shortly after the place opened and. Um, it was a uh, you know a really uh, a special time for Iowa basketball. You know they were coming off of a Final Four in in, in uh, a previous uh, couple of years prior to that. Uh, um, you know it, it had become kind of the the thing to do during uh, you know winter evenings in in Iowa. 
definitely a huge part of a lot of people's life growing up. And one of the best environments for a game was after the tragic passing. Obviously, mm. the first game back, Chris Street, after his passing in 1993. Game one, it was on the road at Michigan State. An incredible comeback as they knocked off the Spartans down the stretch, down, what, 15 points in that game with three and a half to play. Val Barnes hitting shots all over the place, AC Earl. But they come back then on Super Bowl Sunday, a lead into the Super Bowl, Iowa against Michigan and the Fab Five. Bet you've been to a lot of games at Carver throughout the years. Take us inside that environment and just how charged and emotionally fired up that crowd was. Yeah, that atmosphere was was like no other. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure the place has been that electric since. Wow. Uh, it, it was uh, it was an incredible environment that day um, uh, against uh, you know another pon- opponent that uh, um, you know certainly a quality opponent and uh, you know another team that had 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 its share of Final Four success too. Uh, a couple of years previously, um, and uh, just just the the whole the whole situation from the from the from the tragic accident to uh, to you know the the walking into that arena the day after it happened, um, you know they the power was out because of the ice storm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was dark. It was eerie, um, and. By the time Iowa got home and played a game there again a couple weeks later, uh, you know I think people were ready to 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 you know em, embrace this Iowa team and then you know they saw the fight at Michigan State they saw the way they came back in that game and and you know it was a, it was a it was one of those days that uh, you know just everything from walking into the place it felt like it was going to be a special day and and it turned out to be. Um, we're going to talk to Wade Looking Bill tomorrow. Look, we have him uh, throughout the regular season. Obviously, tomorrow. Look forward to watching the uh, the special tonight on the Big Ten Network. So, um, as far as uh, I guess the 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 accident happened, um, the state had now realized the tragedy that unfolded. How was it handled by the university? Did they, you know, did they gather all the media? Did they bring you guys all together um, and 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 sit down and talk? Could you remember what those times were like back then? Um, you know, as, as to when you got your to talk to some of the te- guys on the team, etc. How many days after that did you guys first get that opportunity to do so? Yeah, that, when it must have been incredibly that, un- uncomfortable. It it was, and it, and it was not very quickly. Uh, they gave the players some space, some needed space. Um, you know, they gave uh, Tom Davis some some space as well. Um, you know, we were we were scheduled to have a news conference over there uh, the day after the accident, um, and I, I can remember driving across I eighty. This is before cell phones and sure. and and internet and and all that type of thing. And and uh, the uh, uh, you know the it, it had been kind of a nice, it was an icy drive to Iowa City. It wasn't mm. one of those pleasant drives on Interstate 80. Um, and, and I can remember stopping off at the at the Tipton exit on the way over and then calling back to the office. And I said, it's taken me forever to get over here. And by then they had been told that the, the news conference that day had been, had been canceled. Um, but uh, felt the need to kind of continue to forge ahead. Since I was halfway there, yep. um, ended up walking into the arena, and as I said, the, the you know the power was out uh, because of the because of the weather, 
Um, so it was very dark, very eerie. Um, I can remember walking back into the to the uh, sports information office uh, just to kind of get a feel for what was going on and how things were kind of being arranged at that time. And, you know, it, it was, you know, it was such a somber mood. I mean, everybody was just shocked by what had happened. And, uh, you know, it, it took a few days. And I, I think we were probably, it was probably about a week before we had That's any it. access to anyone. Uh, and, you know, I, I, the, the times were different then. I mean, you know, there was not social media. Nobody mm-hmm. was, you know, no players were hopping on Twitter and expressing their feelings. But, uh, you know, it was just such a sad and somber time. And, you know, obviously Tom and, and the, uh, the members of the team attended Chris's service uh, in, in Indianola um, at, uh, you know, at the end of that week. Um, it just just a, a very tough rough period for for a lot of folks and um you know it was such a raw feeling of emotion for for guys for 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 an extended period of time i think basketball probably helped the team come Mm. back together um i I think just being together uh they they found some strength in each other that uh, allowed them to kind of push ahead and compete as, as their season moved forward eventually outside of the accident and the tragic passing here we are 30 years later and it's a conversation that still is a huge part of the conversation. Why do you think that is? Why is Chris Street, 30 years later, so well-remembered by people across the state? I think a lot of it has to do with, with who Chris Street was. Um, you know, he, he was kind of the ultimate Iowa Iowa kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, grew up in an Iowa, Iowa family, um, went to an Iowa high school, dreamed of, of playing basketball for the Hawkeyes, um, had a chance to, you know, to, to live that dream. Um, uh, I, I covered the game at Duke, uh, the last game that, that he played. And, you know, he, he was the only player that was made available following a, a real tough physical loss on, on the road. And, you know, that it wasn't surprising that he wanted to talk. I mean, he was, he was a very upfront kid, um, very, um, you know, well-spoken, um, and he certainly, you know, he carried himself well after a very difficult loss in a game that Iowa felt like it had a pretty good shot to win and just wasn't able to pull it out. And um, it it, uh, it was, uh, um, you know, in retrospect, I mean, you know, he, he was the guy. He, he wanted to be the face of that team in some ways. And, and, and uh, you know, he was there and he was willing to answer every question that was asked of him that day. I think Rick Brown was there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, uh, he was, he was just an upfront kid. That you know, uh, he was a better person than he was a basketball player, and, and that's saying quite a bit because he was a heck of a basketball player too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that that's, uh, um, you know, that that's why Chris Street is still remembered. Uh, you, you know, he was the ultimate, the ultimate Iowa Iowa kid, mm-hmm. um, living a dream, and you know, playing playing for the team he always wanted to play for, and. and doing it all and then it just came to such a sudden end such a sudden sad end and it uh you know there, there's a reason that uh there's a reason that pe- people still talk about him um there's a reason that uh um, you know when you walk into carver hawkeye there's a yeah. there's a photo of chris right outside the locker room door and um you know his, his sense of team uh his, his sense of purpose i think were were uh traits that uh you know any any good player or any good person 
would uh, would want to live their lives by. Hmm. You know, as Trent said, thirty years later, and and I don't see this uh, this this uh, dissipating at all. I think you just you know fifty years, people will still remember them, and um, oh, just a, a wonderful story. Well, Steve Steve Batterson, Quad City Times. Let, let's just uh, real quick to the here and now uh, with with this team. Obviously, tonight's game postponed. Northwestern can't uh, uh, can't uh, field or, 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 or come up with seven guys to play. Uh, your your thoughts on where this team is? They certainly have uh, seemingly righted the ship. It looked as though it was getting away from them right before Christmas, and then the two roadies that didn't go their way, and then boom, all of a sudden, uh, second half of the Indiana game, it's been a different basketball team. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's been interesting to watch this group. I mean, they certainly they were, they were certainly on the cusp of, of things going in a very different direction, and you know, all of a sudden, Peyton Sanford finds his shot again. Wow. Um, I think that really helped uh, not only not only him, but I think that helped his teammates. I think that brought some confidence to to everybody. Uh, you know, Chris Murray gets healthier again. Um, there, there was a, a note a couple of weeks ago, and they would had seven players miss at least one game uh, this season, and four of those seven were starters. And um, you know that that that's that's a lot of moving pieces. And you know, I think there's. There's even though even though Patrick McCaffrey is still out and Josh Ogundale is still out, um, you know they've kind of it's kind of galvanized this bunch and I think it's it's certainly uh, um, you know it's a team that's come together uh, in a pretty good way and we we saw that when the bigs got in in foul trouble on Sunday and they were able to go small and you know and they, they extended a lead from three to sixteen points and. Uh, that speaks to kind of the makeup and character of the guys on the team, and I think they've 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 got a they've got a good amount of fight in them, uh, a lot of pride, and you know I, th- I think you know there were not necessarily a ton of expectations on this group going in, uh, outside of outside of the program, and I, I think they they've kind of determined that they want to prove people wrong, and that's that's pretty good motivation. It's been incredible too. We see Pat and Sanford go through one of the most incredible shooting slumps we see from anybody let alone a guy that shot it as well as he did during his freshman campaign. Now Tony Perkins, he comes out, has a breakout performance against Maryland. Mm-hmm. Steve, you've seen a lot of coaches throughout the time. What is it about Fran McCaffrey? And, and it feels like the belief that his players have and, and the belief he has in his guys to keep run them out there even when they're struggling. That's where it starts. It, it, it's Fran's trust in his players. And, uh, you know, I, I think the fact that, you know, he he was willing to go to Peyton and say, "Hey, you're going to continue to be put in these situations. I believe in you." Uh, you know, if if that starts to dissipate, then everything goes south. Um, and these kids, to a man, they believe that Fran has their best interest at heart. Uh, you, you take a look at at uh, um, you know Tony Perkins had had a had you know was six for twenty eight over his previous three games, and he comes out and knocks down ten or thirteen shots on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and they were, as, as Kevin Willard pointed out, they were all from two point range. He didn't attempt a single three pointer. He played within himself, played his game. Um, and you know, that's what Fran encourages his guys to do is, is, you know, don't become who you aren't, become who you are and just continue to work towards that. And, and I think that that's what we've seen. Um, you know, when these guys have struggled, it's a long season and it's a longer season when you, when you take into consideration that, you know, really any more practices start in, in June and July when guys get back on campus and, you know, the coaches are able to work with kids now during the summer. And so things have changed. And, 
Um, you know, you're, it, it's a year-round deal for for these guys, and and uh, you know, certainly, I think that they, you know, you're, you're going to have peaks and valleys, and you know, it's how you deal with those valleys that uh, kind of helps you get back to the peaks. Final thing for Steve Batterson, Quad City Times, joining us here as we talk some Hawkeyes with Steve. Bad uh, football. All right, so. We talked to our weekly guests that we have on here. We need to get you back in the Rolodex a little bit more, Steve. Always enjoy our conversations. Yeah. But we've asked them all, Iowa football, Are they gonna? is there going to be some change in the offensive staff? So it's time to get Steve Batterson on record. Do you anticipate any changes with the offensive staff for Iowa football? I, I think there will be some changes to what degree. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll see. Um, you know, I, I think that, that jury is, is still maybe a little out. Uh but, uh, yeah, I, I do think there will be some changes. I, I think there probably needs to be some changes just from the standpoint that I think that uh, um, certainly, uh, obviously, the, the numbers bear that out, that things haven't been uh, very productive the last couple seasons. And, um, you know, the easiest thing to do is to, to to shake things up a little bit. And this is this is that time of year where, where coaches start to kind of move around a little bit. And, um, you know, the NFL season is is – winding down the college season is over and and jobs are open and you know people are connecting with uh, old friends and uh previous uh, <laughs> uh professional acquaintances and and so you know we'll see we'll see what happens but yeah i i, I would be surprised if if the entire staff is back intact next year how how does that sound that sounds I think great it's to fair. me absolutely great stuff steve batterson really enjoyed this conversation thank you for uh allowing us to pick your brain go back down uh, memory lane uh, a whole bunch of years ago thank you steve you bet my pleasure yeah, Take thank care. you steve batterson quad city times good hit uh, steve batterson and they got a building to fill next year and they filled yeah. it each and every saturday last year and they had a shiny schedule last year and it's not shiny next oh year. boy and they cut season ticket prices yeah 10 bucks mm-hmm. uh did you see this over the weekend from a boston sports website from greg bedard who's on the beat for the patriots uh this is from the website talking about the possibility of a change in Bill O'Brien coming in as everybody's connecting the dots with the New England Patriots. All right, okay. here we go. Last I heard, and this can change as quickly as the Patriots' policy on commenting on contract, he was not gung-ho, speaking of O'Brien, about this gig due to the lack in clarity about this setup. If Belichick told O'Brien he had autonomy, including over assistance, that might make it more attractive. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. It's not inevitable. It doesn't seem like it, does it? He wants a little more power, it uh-huh. sounds like, Bill O'Brien. And you can understand that, sure, right? Sure, he wants his guys. Yeah, you go from an NFL head coach, a successful one, mm-hmm. four division titles in six years with the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. As we saw, that's a terrible organization. Yep. You win four division titles, even in the AFC South, you can coach. Maybe not a good GM, that's not what he's asked to do. And he can coordinate an offense. I can understand. If I'm going to go back to New England... I want to be able to do it my way. Bill, have the defense. Keep your hands off. I don't need Matt Patricia in offensive meetings. I don't need... Let me do my thing. It will be fine. Is Belichick willing to do that? Uh, And if it doesn't, there is not another place for Brian Ferentz. It just I, isn't. I just, I'm starting to think you're right. I thought he would just fade away for take a couple of years <laughs> off, year, on. year and a half off. That guy? I don't know. He means how much more he's got, he's got to have enough in uh, that rainy day fund to last for a year or two, doesn't he? <laughs> Making a million a year, just just shy of that. You're not going to walk away from the paycheck, though? Uh, you work with your dad? No, no. I'm, you I'm, think you're a stud? 
Yeah, I thought he would do the right thing. I yeah. I think I'm wrong. Uh, David Kaplan, I'm sure he's next. In fact, he will be here when we come back. But before we go to break, time for another $1,000 slam dunk. Speaking of money, uh, time to go to kxno.com. And once you get there, you can enter this nationwide contest by simply locating the pop-up box. You can't miss it. Once you uh, Once you see it, insert the keyword bonus. Bonus at KXNO.com, your chance to win a thousand. Cappy next, Miller and Condon, Trent's plays of the day. What were you, six and two yesterday? Six and two on the radio plays. Unbelievable. We got nine more tonight. Nine more tonight. Cappy next, then Circa plays of the day, Des Moines Sports Station, 106 points. Playoff action continues, and we're one step closer to Super Bowl 57. For the divisional round, you can check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in. And free bets instantly. Plus, all new customers and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Take a look at the Jaguars Chiefs games. I like Mahomes over 285 yards passing. I like Pacheco anytime touchdown. How about that mm. one? Adding it up a little bit. Grab the Jaguars plus the points. ETN with a rushing touchdown. Oh, you put them all together. Big, big money potentially coming your way. That's for sure, Trent. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code KXNO. New customers bet $5 on any divisional game and get $200 in free bets instantly. It's only a DraftKings Sportsbook and it's only only with the code KXNO. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only. The bonus is issued as free bets. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in is required. 10-plus leg is required for the 100% boost. Deposit, parlay, and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. If you have a gambling problem, please call. One it bets off. Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's head to the Windy City. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa Sponsors. Cap, how are you, Cap? Kevin Warren, press conference yesterday. If I didn't know better, it looks like Bears fans are already starting to plan the parade after meeting the new president of the squad. Uh, You're uh, good to speak with you, as always. Uh, Let's start with Kevin Warren and what was said yesterday. What, uh, What was your biggest takeaway, I guess? Well, I guess Super Bowl twenty three. We're getting back in the playoffs. We're in. Well, it was really, really cool. It's great to be with you guys. I thought it was an awesome, awesome press conference because I can't tell you how many times. And we were talking about this on our morning radio show today. How many times Chicago sports teams have hired an executive, and that executive says, "We want to play big games in September." That was Ed Lynch or. We just want to have a competitive club year in and year out. How about we want to win the GD Super Bowl? And he said it. We're going to win the North. We're going to win the NFC. And we are going to win the Super Bowl. I loved it. I've never been more excited to be a Chicago Bears fan than I am today. Because I look at, like, 06, a pop-up. Just a pop-up. Mm-hmm. It was there, and it was gone. They weren't even a regular playoff participant. Uh, 85 was awesome, unsustainable. 
I want a team. I'm not expecting Tom Brady Part 2 to roll in and we win six Super Bowls, but I want to be a team that every year you go, wow, every year that team's in the playoffs. That's what I want. It's an exciting time because not only do you have an organization that looks to be set up for the near future, a quarterback to be excited about, a rarity with this organization, cap room, a rarity with this organization, a new GM that we don't know about exactly, but you're hopeful that Ryan Poles will have things figured out. And then you also look towards the future, a new stadium, the expansion, the money that's going to be involved with that. It, it's all coming up bears. What's the negative? What what are what are the negative Nancys out there talking about right now and trying to bring down this this hype train? Um, I don't know if the negative Nancys are trying to bring it down. It's just how far they have to go. That's the issue. Hmm. It, it, so, look, worst roster in the NFL. That's just a fact. That's not me being a hater. It's a fact. We have the worst roster in the National Football League. I think Houston has a better roster. We're 3-14. and 14. We're picking number one. So there's a lot that's negative. But if we want to be really fair, well, you got a quarterback that I think you can build around that the city's super excited about. And then you have the most cap space, the number one pick. You hired a president who he had to pick us as much as we had to pick mm-hmm. him, if you're speaking as the Bears. That dude's not without a really good job as commissioner of the Big Ten. And if he had made it known in those circles that he wanted a new challenge, there would have been 15 organizations lined up to go, I'll make you the president of my team. So, again... A long way to go. That's for the negative. For me, it's the most excited I've been to be a Bears fan in decades. Hmm. Uh, and it does look like one of his uh, primary focuses will be Arlington Heights cap. I know that the uh, that the city uh, they sent out some uh, a hype video trying to you know picture Soldier Field with improvement A, B, C, D, E, and F, etc. Uh, th- that's not going to happen though, right? This team will eventually move from Soldier Field. They. If there's ever such a thing as a sure thing to bet in Vegas, if they have a line, Bears move to Soldier Field, that is absolutely the line that you want to bet. They are, they're moving from Soldier Field. They're going to Arlington Heights. It is 1,000% a done deal. In fact, you can find the audio online. Kevin Warren was asked, you know, what is your thoughts on the stadium? We are one. 100% focused on Arlington Heights and Arlington Heights only. Jeez. So let me be clear. There is zero chance they're staying at Soldier Field. So what does the timeline look like for this? Or is it just way too early in the process to even have kind of a realistic timeline for this to play out? Uh, I think it's too early. Kevin was asked that question as well, and he said, give me six months and I'll give you an answer mm. to that. And he needs to dive in and see what the environmental studies say, what the the, uh, infrastructure studies say about expanding Route 53 or I-90 or Euclid or Arlington Heights Road or any of those arteries that lead into where Arlington Park Racetrack is. So it's going to take time. I, this is just me guessing. 2023, I'm going to guess they move into the stadium in 2029 or 2030. That's my guess. Hmm. 
Uh, interesting. David Kaplan uh, is our guest, sponsored by Centurion Stone, Centurion Stone uh, of Iowa. Any more on the Bears, TC? Uh, well, just one more, Cap. Do you think that um, it's shortly after the Super Bowl, or I have to think that the Bears will unload their one weeks in advance of the um, – because I think a team's going to want to have that pick and, 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 and want to get that out of the way. If they need to move up and get pick number one, whoever that is, if it's Houston, if it's the Colts, whoever that is, don't you see that happening sooner rather than later? I do not. I do not at all. I disagree with you. Uh, here are the dates. I pulled these up. San Francisco-Miami trade 2021 to move up from 12 to 3 for Trey Lance. We can discuss whether that was a good trade or not. That's a different story. 49ers announced that trade March 26, 2016. Jared Goff, the Rams, go from 15 to 1 in a trade with the Titans. That happened April the 14th. Hmm. And then the Wentz trade, when the Eagles moved up to uh, grab him at number 2, that happened April the 20th. They went from 8 the number two getting the Browns pick. So I don't think it's sooner rather than later. You haven't had the combine, right? Haven't had a chance to have guys in your building, have your doctor scrutinize their medicals. There's a lot of boxes that need to be checked before you mortgage your future and give the bears players picks, whatever the case may be. So uh, over to some baseball with you, Cappy and saw some odds from offshore, but still odds about the divisions in Major League Baseball. As it comes as no surprise that the Cardinals are the betting favorite in the NL Central, minus 115 for them. The Brewers, plus 150, certainly don't like that price. And then the Cubs are the third choice at 9-2, to two, plus 450. At that price, I think I'm going to have a ticket on the Cubs. Your thoughts on the price as a betting man and obviously a huge Cubs fan? Uh, I actually am going to buy a ticket on the Cubs because I don't think the Brewers are Nor do I. a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Yep. I obviously don't think much of the Reds are the Pirates, mm-hmm. and I don't think the Cardinals are this invincible force. Absolutely. I just don't. I think they're a good team. Mm-hmm. they got a good organization. They don't rebuild twice in a decade. My favorite team did. But I do think with all that they've added and they've really prioritized character guys and there's a top 10 farm system i think there is a very very strong possibility that they're one of the surprise teams in the national league i do if they stay healthy there is no reason they can't win that division all right so here's i I got somebody sent me this projected starting lineup horner leads off at second swanson's bat second at shorty and hat bats third and left suzuki the cleanup man eric hosmer batting fifth at first base trey mancini's your dh at six in the six hole cody bellinger in center bat seventh morel is uh, bats eighth at third and tucker barnott no patrick wisdom but cap regardless of no wisdom or not that's a pretty good offense right there don't now we, we still it's not the starting pitching. We haven't gone there yet. Uh, but this this is an offense that should score some runs, if indeed that is how this thing shakes out. This is a team I think has a lot of contact. I think it has some pop. I, you know, I got to see more from Trey Mancini. Another year out of his cancer treatment. He was not good for Houston after the trade deadline deal with the Orioles. So I got to see more from him. Eric Hosmer. Is he, is he going to give you anything? I don't know. You're getting him for next to nothing. I think the lead minimum. 
And I still have questions about who's playing third base. Is it Patrick Wisdom? Is it Chris Morrell? Is there another move coming? And they got to add more to the bullpen. I keep hearing from people I trust there that they've got two bullpen arms they're trying to close deals with. So if that's the case, if Andrew Chafin's coming back or, you know, somebody who's competent in that pen, they, Kyle Hendricks said the other day to my friend Gordon Whitmire, I'm 100%, man. I started throwing in December and I feel really, really good. If that's true and he could stay healthy, okay, now your rotation is really pretty darn solid. So I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's jump to the other divisional odds with the Chicago team, the White Sox and the AL Central. Guardians, the betting favorite to win the division, plus 130. The White Sox are the second choice at plus 165. And then the Twins at plus 275. No comment for me, just your takeaway hearing those numbers. Uh, I think this White Sox team is probably in a better headspace than they were a year ago. Mm. Uh, I think they're good enough. Now, Lucas Giolito, I couldn't believe this. I said last year to you guys, he looks big to me, looks heavy. Well, I didn't realize how heavy. He told Daryl Van Scallen of the Sun-Times that he decided to bulk up for the 2022 season, and when he reported to Camelback Ranch last February, he weighed in at 280 pounds. Wow. 280. <laughs> and he's trying to get to 255 now. That guy has really good stuff. Good makeup. Mm-hmm. Good guy. I've interviewed him a lot. I like him. If that's where he pitched that last year, that was idiocy. And if he comes in at 255 and has his velocity where he wants it, White Sox have a pretty darn good rotation. Now, what they're going to do for closer, I don't know. Liam Hendricks is dealing with cancer treatment. That's scary. Just saying that word, the fact that he's also being relied on at some point this coming year, potentially to be the closer, I don't know how that's all going to work out. So I don't know if they're done, but there's not a lot left in the market. But they know their bullpen better than I do. Who's your best bet football-wise this weekend, Cap? Let's see. We've got Cincinnati at Buffalo. We have Dallas. I know the whole world's on Dallas, and I do think it's going to be a close game. I probably would take the four, four and a half with the Cowboys, but the fact that there's two days rest for the Niners more than Dallas gets, that's concerning to me. I don't think it's fair by the NFL. Why couldn't you at least have played them on Sunday? I don't get. Um, uh, I probably, let's see, Jacksonville's getting what? Seven eight, and uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I would probably take Jacksonville in the eight and a half. Uh, Giants uh, getting seven and a half from Philly. We shall that see. That one's another one. I would I would consider that one. I'm with you. I think I, I'm going to take the points in that one now that it's north of uh, seven. Cap, great stuff. Thanks for doing this. Have a wonderful week. We will talk to you in seven days. Thanks, Cap. I look forward to it. Yeah, as do we. See you, buddy. David Kaplan joining us, Centurion Stone of Iowa. They sponsor David Kaplan on a weekly basis. We're certainly grateful to them for doing that. Um, done deal. This team is heading away from Soldier Field. Good. Place stinks. What will they do with it? I mean, how will they fill it? I don't know. It's only, what, 10 dates? Right. That they're losing. Concerts, is it still there? I mean, do you just turn it into a museum, take away the structure, and keep what it was originally intended for? Hmm. I've only been to it once. It was for a concert. Stones, right? The Rolling Stones, yep. yeah. Um, I thought it was neat. Now, it's, it's awful to get in and out of. Mm-hmm. I mean, awful. But uh, pretty cool. 
looking at it. My buddies live, uh, one of them lives about a mile away from the new site. Really? He worked at the racetrack in high school. Did he? One of my buddies from Iowa, yeah. Nice. He, he's very excited and he's already talking about, you know, I get an Airbnb my place Why a couple of you? times a year. Hell yeah. And pay for my season tickets mm-hmm. and pay for a lot of vacations mm-hmm. because that close to the stadium and the casino mm-hmm. and everything else that they're going to do around oh, there. Oh my. <laughs> and if Northwestern plays a game there on Saturday and it's, the Bears are playing there on Sunday. Yes. Wow. All right, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone of Iowa, if you're in the market for a manufactured or natural stone, you want to update, you want to accent, whether it's indoors or outdoors, Centurion Stone of Iowa has so many different styles, patterns, and colors. They've got something for your every need. In fact, over 200 color and pattern combinations. Check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa.com. Visit the showroom. That'll sell you if, you, if you're kind of looking online. Eh, pretty nice, but once you see it in person, wow. 5525 North. Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. Trent's on a heater. Surprise, surprise. Six two and two now. yesterday. It's been unbelievable. Uh, his plays next. Circus Sports Sponsors, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Heart Radio app now. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day, presented by Circus Sports Iowa. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. Do I have 10 seconds? You do. Dominican Republic has just released their uh, World Baseball Classic roster, leading off Julio Rodriguez, Jose Ramirez, Juan Soto, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. bats fourth, <laughs> Rafael Devers fifth, Machado sixth, Jeremy Pena shortstop batting seventh, Gary Sanchez, Sterling Marte. That's not bad. Sandy Alcantara uh, on the bump. <laughs> Jeez, what are the odds for them to win the, the whole thing? Uh, they're the shortest, i got to say. Uh, we're yeah, we're going to look for that price. Well, speaking of prices in baseball, Circa now has their odds up for division. We were talking about faraway places mm-hmm. a little bit earlier. No longer have to shop there. No, plus new 295 for my Minnesota Twins to win the AL Central. Your Blue Jays, yes. plus 235. Uh, second the, choice? The second choice, in the yes, East? they are. Yep, yes. the Yanks. Yeah, Rays uh, behind them, and then the Red Sox at 21-1. to What are the Cubbies? Uh, let's scroll through here, get down to the National League. The Cubs, plus 510, better price wow. than we were talking about earlier. And as always, at Circus Sports, more times than not, yep. you're going to get Nine the best price. Nine out of ten. Price. Nine out of ten. They do it right. Yep. It caters to a No sign-up bonus. No. But you know what? We'll give you the best price when you play with us. And you're going to make your own sign-up bonus. Yeah. If you're winning... <laughs> right. You're going to win more doing it at Circa because the prices are better in both the futures markets. They also have the yes-no markets. Right. So you can also bet the other way if you don't think a team is going to do Don't think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. You can bet that. Absolutely. So great place, obviously, in Las Vegas, but you can do it right here in the Mm -hmm. comfort of your own home in the state of Iowa. Download the Circa Sports app and try to play along with me or against me. I mean, I'm, I'm due to regress at some point. Is it tonight? How many games do you have? I got nine on the uh, out of college basketball here this evening. We open with the early Big East game. It is Seton Hall getting a five at home against UConn. UConn's not playing well. They've gone the wrong way now for a couple of weeks. Something off with that team. We're going to lay it with Longwood. 
Get that? Lay yeah, it. I don't hear you. Uh, minus five and a half. Indiana State minus one and a half. I don't get this line at all. I, I might be missing something here. Sycamores at home against Bradley, who's terrible on the road. We'll do that all day long. Give me Furman plus one and a half. We got Louisville back on the train again with the Cardinal plus ten and a half. Vodtech, they're getting seven and a half at Virginia tonight. Florida, another road dog. Get the four and a half with them at Texas A&M. Lay it with the doggies. Drake tonight, minus six and a half. And San Diego State comes to a close, laying four and a half. Nine plays. See them all at Mm. the Action Network app. Uh, This was from FanDuel. World Baseball Classic, Dominican Republic, plus 200, USA, plus 250. Two to one, five to two. Uh, That's going to do it for us. Five minutes from now.